Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. The crowded freeways reminds me of the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 7 on the Sermon on the Mount, and I want you to write this down, where he mentions two roads. And I want you to remember this because I'm going to come back to this thought at the very end of this message that there are two roads and there are two gates. There are two uh, sizes of groups. And of course, there are two destinies. I want you to look at these words. And if you are a Christian uh, for a long time, you're very familiar with this, these two verses. And if you're new to the faith, uh, you will see there's a lot of truth uh, to what Jesus is talking about. And these are his words. Jesus says in verse 13, Matthew chapter 7, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and there are many people that enter through it. That, that reminds me of the L.A. freeways. But then he says in verse 14, But small is that gate, and narrow is the road, that leads to eternal life. And there's only a few people that even find that road. Two roads, one is narrow, one is wide. Two gates, one is narrow, one is wide. Two crowds, one crowd is few, one crowd is many. Two destinies, one is eternal life and one is eternal destruction. Now, in your notes, I want to look at some truths that are found in these two verses. Number one, that the Christian life begins with an initial decision. Jesus began that passage by saying, enter through the narrow gate. It's not a suggestion. It's what he wants you to do. Our text today suggests that there are two intersections or two avenues. One we will call Salvation Avenue. The other we will call Damnation Avenue. And each of those avenues, uh, there's, a, there's a gate that you have to walk through to enter down that avenue. And as you walk down that avenue, one leads to everlasting life and one leads to destruction. 
And I want you to understand that every single person in this room right now, you are living on one of those two roads. Christianity, if you've chosen the narrow road, it began with a decision. You had to make a choice. It's a determination that you had to enter one of those two gates, and you decided to enter that narrow gate. Now, I want you to write this down. God created us with this thing called free will. You get to choose. In other words, you are not a robot. He could have programmed you, pre-programmed you as you do a robot or a computer, but God wanted to create us as humans with the ability to choose. And so every person here has free will. And uh, you should thank God that he created you with the ability just to make decisions. And you get to choose. You get to choose whether or not you honor him or not. You get to choose whether or not you want to live for him. You get to choose whether or not you want to accept him or to reject him. You get to choose which road you'd like to travel. You get to choose which gate that you'd like to walk through. And therefore, you get to choose your destiny. Well, the only way you're ever going to get to that destination, and I want you to write this down, is you must walk through this one little narrow gate called Jesus. He's the only way you're going to get there. Jesus himself said these words in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. And there's always people who think, well, Jesus isn't the only way to go to heaven. There's always people who think, there are many ways to get to heaven. And you will see as you stay with me through this sermon that that's not true. There aren't many ways to get to heaven. You will discover there are many ways to get to hell. But there's only one way to get to heaven. And that's through having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Look at John 14, verse 6 again. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. In John chapter 10, verse 7, Jesus said, I am the gate for the sheep. I am the gate for the sheep. The road to heaven is a narrow road. It's got a narrow gate, and that gate is Jesus Christ. And I know, I know it's very difficult, and it's, it's, I know people uh, think that this is narrow-minded. It is a narrow road, and it is a narrow gate. And I explain to people, if I was in charge, you know, I'd let everybody in. Wouldn't you? But the problem is you're not in charge. This is not your world and God's living in your world. It's God's world, and you happen to be living in His world. The Bible says in Acts 4.12 that salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And I'm sorry if that offends you in any way, shape, or form. But instead of arguing that point, you just need to understand that you need to have a relationship with God's Son, Jesus, who died on a cross in your place for the forgiveness of your sins. Now, the second point cannot be missed. The text speaks of initial, an initial step, but it also speaks of the truth that the Christian life 
is much more than just making a one-time initial step. That the Christian life, this text speaks, write this down, of your life after the initial step. In other words, not only is the gate narrow, but the life you live after you enter through that narrow gate is sometimes difficult and can be lonely. Now you can choose to live on the wide road. I'm going to illustrate to you this point in just a few moments that most people are on that wide road. And they're all headed in the wrong direction, but trust me, When I tell you that if you want to live on the narrow road, you must make that choice. You must make that decision. Now, when you look at a wide road, what what makes it wide? And you can write this down. What makes the wide road wide is that it has many lanes. And so what are some of the lanes on on the wide road that leads to destruction? Write this down. One would be called the unbelieving lane. I read an article this week that one-fourth of all Americans now say they have no faith of any kind. How is it possible that uh, the United States of America, that was founded on godly principles, how can we now have one-fourth of our citizens, uh, 100 million people claiming today to have no faith of any kind? Well, it's because we're becoming a secularized nation. We've taken God out of our schools. We used to teach our children about God. We used to pray in school, in class. We used to have the Ten Commandments on the walls of the schools, but we've taken God out of those schools. You can't even mention God's name anymore in those schools. And so we're raised up a generation of kids that no longer believe or have faith in God. Uh, Many people uh, are atheists or they're agnostic. We have a lot of what we call foxhole promise people you say what is a foxhole promise those are people who get themselves in a jam and say god if you help me get out of this situation i will serve you and they get out of that god gets them out of that situation they never they never serve god the bible says in john 3 verse 16 for god so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and we just have a lot of people who don't believe They don't believe in Jesus. The second lane, write this down, is the unconcerned lane. The unconcerned lane. These are people who might actually have a... Think about how many people in the country are like this. These are people who actually have a faith... They have a belief in God, but they're just unconcerned about spiritual matters. They're too wrapped up in the physical matters. They're more concerned about making money. Do you know anyone who's more concerned about making money than honoring God? Do you know anyone who's more concerned about fame and popularity or their hobbies or perhaps their family? They're more concerned about pleasure. They're more concerned about work than they are God. There's a lot of people who have a head knowledge of God, but they're just unconcerned about honoring God. I want to read to you these verses in 1 John chapter 2. The Bible says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in this world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father but from the world. And then it says in verse 17 that the world and its desires will one day pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives what? Forever. And so there are two roads. One is wide. 
there are many lanes. One lane are, is the unbelieving lane. One is the unconcerned lane. The third, write this down, would be the religious or the good works lane. These people might actually be active in church, but they're trusting in the wrong thing to save them. They are trusting in their good works. And you say, are you going to go to heaven? They'll say, yes, I took communion this last weekend. I I went to shepherd. I took communion. I must be saved. Taking communion is not going to save you. You see, that's trusting in works. I volunteer. I attend. I serve. I'm nice to people. I pay my taxes on time. Listen, if you could get to heaven by being good or doing good, then Jesus died for nothing. Most people in this country believe that at the end of life, it's like a scale. If they've done more good things, than it doesn't have to be a lot. It just has to be just barely more good than bad. That God is just going to let them into heaven. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, that all of our righteous acts are nothing but filthy rags. That we all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind, our sins will one day sweep us away. Ladies and gentlemen, you you will never get to heaven based on doing good works or good deeds. The only way that any of us will ever get to heaven is if we commit our life and surrender our life to Jesus Christ, the one who died on that cross for our sins. And the fourth lane, which is the most dangerous lane, is the lane of tomorrow, the not now lane. These are the people who know they need to accept Jesus Christ. These are people who know they need to follow Jesus Christ. These are the people who know that they need to walk through that narrow gate, and they are going to. They're just not going to do it today. They're going to do it. You know, it's like, it's like someday out there in the future, I know, I know I'm on the wide road. I know the life I'm living is leading me to a a pathway of destruction. I know that I've never given my life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to one day. I'm just not going to do it today. If I were to ask you to raise your hand, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, how many of you know right now you're not living for God, but that one day you plan on you plan on it if i ask you to raise your hand you would be shocked by how many people would raise your hand in this room right here and i will tell you that as a pastor of this church there's nothing that breaks my heart more than knowing that there are people here today who are this close to giving their life to jesus christ and yet in a few moments when we sing the invitation they will turn and walk out of this building The Bible says in James 4.14, why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow, what is your life, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then your life just vanishes. It's a very dangerous lane. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't even know if today is your final day. You don't know this. So there's two roads. One's wide. It's got many lanes, unbelieving, uh, unconcerned those who are trusting in works, those who are one day going to get their life right with God. And it's easy to get on that road because it seems like everyone else is traveling down that path. But ultimately, and you need to learn this, don't don't 
walk away without getting this truth that ultimately that wide road leads to destruction, according to the Bible. Oh, that wide road might be fun. It might be pleasurable. It might be party central. It might be cool. It might be fun. But truthfully, if you are on the wrong road, then you are headed in the wrong direction and you're going to end up in the wrong destination. But on the other hand, the other road that leads to everlasting life, Jesus wants you to know that being a Christian, I just want to say this, it's not easy. It's not easy. If you choose to walk through the narrow gate and you choose to get off that wide road and give your life to Jesus Christ, Jesus just wants you to know it's not always going to be easy. But it does lead to everlasting life. Amen? Write this down. There's much loneliness on this narrow road, unlike the broad road that leads to destruction. And write this down, if you will. There's only a few people living on this road. There's few people that can even find the road, let alone get on the road. And so if you choose to give your life to Jesus Christ, and I hope that you do, Jesus said these words in verse 14, small is the what? Small is the gate, and that word small means small, and narrow the road. The Greek word narrow does not mean narrow. In the Greek, he says small is the gate, it means small, or narrow is the gate, it means small. But, but narrow, the word narrow means, it means difficult. It's, it's, it's a difficult road. It's a difficult life to live. But if you live it, if you live it in the end, you'll have everlasting life. There are going to be times where you seem like you're the only person in your class that's living for Jesus, and you might be. There's going to be times where you feel like you're the only person in the whole school living for Jesus, and you might be. There are times where you're going to feel that you're the only Christian in your family or where you work or in your circle of friends, and you might be, but I just want you to know that that's normal. Jesus said that if you walk down this road, there's very few people on that road. And so I say, just remember that Jesus was the one that told you it was going to be like that. If you're the only Christian in your class or the only Christian on your team, you, you keep standing for Jesus Christ. Don't let that feeling of loneliness discourage you. If you're the only believer in your family or if you're the only Christian in your circle of friends, just remember that when Jesus died on the cross, that most of his friends had forsaken him and left him. That's the way of the Christian life. It can be a lonely because there are few people on that road, but write this down. It can be lonely because of all the foreseeable perils. When you walk through that gate, you're going to face unbelievable peer pressure to turn back. You're going to face loneliness. You're going to face temptations. You're going to face cultural currents. You're going to face persecution. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.12, it's a fact that everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. There will be those who have a desire to turn back to your old way of life. That's normal. But just remember, Jesus said it's narrow, it's difficult. There's pressure involved. Remember, 
though that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again the bible teaches that no matter what you go through as a christian that jesus will always be with you and just remember number three that eternal destiny is in the balance oh you've got to get this and understand that one of these two roads leads to life and one of these two roads leads to destruction a columbia researcher came to the conclusion that the average person, we make about 70 decisions a day. That's about 25,000 decisions a year. And if you live to be 70, you've made about 2 million decisions over the course of your lifetime. But there's one decision that's most important. There's one decision that stands above all the others. And that decision is what will you do with Jesus? In Matthew chapter 27, verse 22, when Pilate says, what shall I do then with Jesus who's called the Christ? And the crowd, they all answered to crucify him. Many of you today here right now, you're at a crossroads. You're at a crossroads. You're living on one of those four lanes or you're living on that narrow road. But some of you, you've got to make a choice. You've got to make a decision here today. And the Bible says, and you'll never understand this verse better than you will right now. It says in Proverbs 16, verse 25, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And today, many of you are on this wide road. You're an unbeliever. Or you believe in God, but you're just unconcerned about the things of God. Or you're trusting in your good works. Or maybe you know one day you're going to get right with God. It's just not today. And you're headed in the wrong direction. The Holy Spirit of God today through His Word is saying to you, recalculating, recalculating, please make a U-turn. And turn your life over and walk through the narrow gate called Jesus where Jesus in John 3 verse 3 said, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. I want you to write this down quickly. There is no third option. You have to decide today. On the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, when he speaks, he, it's, it's very, very simple. A third grader could understand this. There are two trees. There's a good tree and a bad tree. There's no third tree. Uh, there are two houses. One house is built on rock. Another house is built on shifting sand. You live in one of those two houses. There's not a third house. There's two kinds of disciples. There's a good disciple and there's a bad disciple. There's two kinds of salt. There's good salt and there's bad salt. There's no third salt. And in this text, there's only two roads. There's a narrow road that leads to everlasting life and there's a broad road that leads to destruction. There is no third road. Jesus is saying you live on one of those two roads. And I say to you today, write this down, today is your day of destiny. Which road, which gate, which destiny do you choose? It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day 
to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. The secret to overcoming any obstacle you are facing today is revealed through one of the most extraordinary victories ever recorded in the Bible, the Battle of Jericho. Joshua and the Israelites followed God's unusual plan to walk around the heavily fortified walls of Jericho for seven days. The Lord promised that at the end of those seven days, He would cause the walls of that famed city to fall, allowing His people to take possession of the Promised Land. In his book, Walls Fall Down, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shows us how the seven spiritual principles in this story are available for all of us today. You will learn how the foundation behind Joshua's victory is the key to overcoming your own hurdles and unsolvable issues. When you choose to do things God's way, walls crumble, victory replaces defeat, and a blessed future unfolds. Pastor Dudley's book, Walls Fall Down, is available for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This invaluable resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover how your personal Jericho battle is no match for the power of an awesome God. Call us right now and receive your copy of Walls Fall Down by Pastor Dudley Rutherford today. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.